0: 1160 AM, The Quest, Atlanta's Catholic radio station. We are so glad that you are listening. We would also love it, absolutely love it, if you would become part of our family by calling in as a donor right now, 678-688-4549. We are at $47,220 so far for today. That means that we are at $135,321 so far for the three days. And we, our goal is $150,000. So we are just uh, less than $15,000 away from meeting that goal. I really am hoping we meet the goal and we keep right on rolling. That is what I'm hoping for. And uh, we don't come back and interrupt regular programming again for another six months. So let's do it. Six, seven, eight, six, eight, eight. when we have these local pledge drives we also get to bring in great local guests and right now our great local guest is sean henry he's from saint peter chanel in roswell georgia and uh he is here to share with us about all kinds of things and so um you know we we know that all good things begin with prayer so if you would lead us in a prayer for this next hour that would be awesome
1: in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill your hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, by the light of the Holy Spirit, you have taught your hearts of the faithful. In the same spirit, help us to know what is truly right and always to rejoice in your consolation. We ask this to Christ, O Lord. Amen. amen. On the Holy
0: Spirit, amen. I always love it when somebody leads with a prayer from the Holy Spirit cuz I tell people they say, "How do you do this all day?" It has to be the Holy Spirit cuz I can't even leave it an answering machine message without um and uh 15 times, right? So yeah. so uh yeah, it's got to be the Holy Spirit. So we are again are talking with Cedar, with Sean Henry from St. Peter Chanel in Roswell, Georgia, and uh you know few rules before we get rolling. We want to ring this bell. We ring the bell every time we get a founder. Founder is $100 a month for 36 months or a one-time $3,600 donation. So founder is an automatic ring of the bell. We also ring it every time that we get to a $10,000 mark. So if we get a founder, we will... We will be over 50000 so you would get to ring it twice. Once for the wow. founder, once for... Because we also ring it every time we get to $10,000. The $10,000 mark, we're almost to $50,000, so we'll ring it twice. So um, let's just ring it a whole lot of times. Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, okay. So Ed is in here with the camera right now. So we actually found out just as our other guest was leaving that we had gotten a founder. So you get to ride on the coattails of our <laughs> previous guest, and you get to ring the bell for him. So so this one is for Randy Rouse, and uh, the person ringing is going to be Sean Henry. So so we'll ring it in celebration for that last founder. <phone rings> All right, so that was $3600 for pledge for for that pledge, we also had that $1000 match going on, right? Did we have that $1000 match going on? So we need to make sure we add that $1000 in as well. So that's actually $4600 for Catholic Radio because of that. So, um Wow, wow, we are just moving along. We are now, uh, we'll get the update and get it total and get our total here in just a minute because it's not in there yet. Um, A few other rules is we um, have giveaways. So we give away an Echo Dot with Mm -hmm. a founder. So that founder will get the Echo Dot. We give a prayer card of St. Gabriel Mm -hmm. to uh, everyone who calls in with a pledge of any amount. All monthly donors receive a book of the hour and the volunteer can tell you what the book is um we are giving away a blessed rosary at the end of the day it's a drawing so everybody who donates in any amount goes into the drawing um Let's see. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Chick-fil-A because they made us happy with breakfast sandwiches this morning and on Tuesday and on Wednesday. So they've been providing breakfast sandwiches to us all week. And that was uh, at uh, the one at Woodstock Road in Re- Roswell. So we are grateful for that as well. If you are are hungry, you know... Want That spicy chicken sandwich is my favorite. So if you want that, go to the one on Woodstock Road and uh, support them because they supported Catholic Radio. All right. I think that's all of the the housekeeping thing um, that we have. I also have a prayer request. This prayer request is to keep kids active in their faith. If they stray, tell them they can always return. That's a... Prayer request? Okay. So uh, I guess um, just pray to keep kids active in their faith. So would you mind leading us yes. in the prayer for that? Thank you.
1: In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dear God, come into all our hearts, guide and protect us always, especially our young people. Lead them on the path of righteousness, bring them into holiness, reunion in with the church. We ask this to Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay, so those are our rules for now. If something else comes up, I'll I'll do it. And I'll, I'll also be interrupting you every so often to give out the number since it's a pledge drive. All right, so 678-688-4549. Um, we are talking with Sean Henry. He's from St. Peter Chanel in Roswell, Georgia. Everybody who comes on as a guest, almost almost across the board has a story to tell about how God has prepared them along the way for the position that they are now in sitting across from me on Catholic Radio. My guess is you're no exception. So let's go ahead and find out a little bit about you and your history and what, what brought you here to Catholic Radio.
1: Okay, so of course I was invited to, uh, yeah, that, to be on the show. Yes, so, yes. Um, I'm grateful for that and I'd like to express... Thank you to um, the Catholic Radio. I, I'm a very good listener all the time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Good, good. All right. All um, right. Uh, that, that's good to know. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, um, so you want to know a little bit about myself? A little bit about I was, yourself. I was born in a small little island in, in the Caribbean. It's called Antigua. I grew up there till I was about 90, 19 years old. I moved here 19 and a half, turning 20. In 1992, um, I moved to Boston and there I spent two years in Boston. And after I um couldn't find any work there in Boston, I decided to move to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I moved here and I worked for a little bit in a in a restaurant as a waiter. And then I um after the restaurant was closed, I decided to find a job in a salad bars. And then soon after that I met my wife. Okay. And um uh i met my wife and then we uh got engaged and became married yeah so uh
0: and what year was that
1: so i moved to georgia in 1994 in uh-huh. uh, december 1994 I met my wife august of 1996 right okay. after the olympics
0: okay yes all right mm. and so um go ahead i'm so sorry
1: we uh we uh i gave her i gave my wife my number. Uh, And then a few weeks later, she had called me, and then we had started dating. And a couple of years later, we have have asked her to marry me. And then, and then during that time, we uh, were dating. She said, "Our children has to. If we ever get married, our children would have to be Catholic." And I just said, "I didn't care. It didn't matter to me whether they're Catholic or not." Mm. And then after we had children, she said to me, "I." um, we have, they're going to be baptized Catholic. So I said, okay, that's fine too. I, it didn't matter for me, and that's where I was. And my my journey to my faith. And then, if it wasn't for children, I I don't think I would ever become Catholic, or maybe even maybe not go to church, or or even change my life around from from the path that I was going down.
0: Mm-hmm. So, were you going to church with your wife, or
1: uh, no? Maybe once or twice. And okay. then, um we decided to go to uh, to a, to a holy spirit mm-hmm. I think we did it maybe because we want to get our kids baptized mm-hmm. and then after the um after the kids were baptized, we stopped going to church. We were just going on and off mm-hmm. because we move up to uh we moved from sandy from uh Vinans up to to um Kennesaw. and then we never stopped going to church and all that stuff and then okay. not till we moved. We um, end up start going back to church again. However, before that, let me backtrack. Before that, when we're um, in Kennesaw, we used to go walking and pushing our kids around in the uh, running stroller with my neighbor. And my neighbor, he was Mormon, and he said to me, "Don't you go to church on Sundays?" Because he's always going to church on Sundays. And I said, "No, I don't go to church." And I said, "Because I have to work." Yeah. And he said, "Well." And he was right. He's, at the time, he said, well, you need to find a job that allows you to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. And I've, that lesson has been with me f- ever since that time because he was right about going to church and making time for church, and which I did eventually. Yeah. So um, after we moved from Kennesaw up into Woodstock, we, uh, we were on our way. After we moved into the house, we were on our way to Home Depot. And when we were driving to Home Depot and turn into where the church would be, we saw a soccer field in the back, which was at the time wasn't a soccer field. It was just a um, a field where Queen Evangel Catholic School was. And as we we're driving down to where the school was, it opened up into the whole complex where you have the church, the school, and the high school. So there, and then we, what I thought was a soccer field at the time was just a, a Queen Evangel. Catholic school, um, um, p- playing field where they play. And and then when we got there, we saw the church, we saw the school, and my wife said, I want to raise my children here. Mm. And I said, well, sure, I don't care. It didn't matter to me. We you raised were, you were
0: just like, I, sure, I don't <laughs> care. Boy, yeah, that's easy to yeah. get along with.
1: Yeah. So yep. Uh, so we started going to that church. This was 2002. So we, my wife um, signed it up for the church. So in 2002, we were going for a whole year before I decided to become a catholic mm-hmm, after mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. but before we started going to the church the first day we actually first sunday we actually went to that church our children were so excited about going to church they ran to the very front of the church yeah my wife and i sat into the back of the church and i told my wife to go get the kids and she said i'm not going over there yeah and then after a few minutes or so we decided to walk up to the very front of the church on Mary's side and we've been there ever since nice so I became a typical Catholic, always in the same seat every yeah. Sunday.
0: Every Sunday, nobody better get your pew either. By <laughs> gosh, you're gonna shove exactly. them right out of there, exactly. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I have to. So we. So I start looking around the church, and I, I've noticed things now that I never noticed while we were at Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. because we were, I think we were just going to Holy Spirit just for the, just because. Mm-hmm. because my oldest daughter was baptized at Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and then. And like like we said, when I moved to Kennesaw, we just stopped going all together. Mm-hmm. And then and not until we went back to the church at Saint Peter when we started realizing and noticing different things, the statues in the church. Or or um for Mary or Joseph. I sat on Mary's side all this time not knowing that was they have different section. and my somebody said, Meet us at church and meet us on Joseph's side.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: we weren't going to go Joseph's side, cause we've been sitting at Mary's side all this time. Yeah. You don't change, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: So, um, so that's a little bit about how I got into the church. Yes. But, and then how I became Catholic. Um, I, I think I, um, like I said, it's by accident that we actually ran into the church. Cause we were just going to Home Depot, mm-hmm. and we just saw this field in the back, and we decided to drive to the field. Yeah. So that was kind of. Cool to go back then. Then we saw the whole entire campus, you know. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to do that. Isn't the yeah. Holy
0: Spirit amazing? Yeah. Amazing how he works and, and really brings us yeah. where we want to be. So so you were not Catholic at that point? No. Okay.
1: A, I got a friend told me once um, he was walking his dog. He lived in the, uh, the townhomes right next to St. Peter. So he, was, he walked his dog every single day on the campus there. Yeah. He never thought in his lifetime he'll ever be in there. Because he was a Jehovah witness.
0: Yeah. Uh. And
1: he would never walk in there. And then every day walking, and he was tugged into the chair. He went in to look inside. Yeah. And then a a priest said one time, you don't know how God is speaking to you until you enter. Yeah. Right? Because um, that's why the stained glass windows don't speak to you until you actually see them from the inside yes when the sun shines on it so, so
0: true isn't it that is yeah. so true what a, what a great mm-hmm. observation and mm-hmm. and uh yeah so so true mm-hmm. all right well i'm going to interrupt just for a second because mm-hmm. we have a message for you and i'm going to give out the phone number again 678-688-4549 we are now at 48,690 mm-hmm. dollars so far for today Woohoo! That yeah. means we are only one thousand three hundred and ten dollars away from ringing the bell again. Who can be the hero that gives a thousand three hundred and ten dollars so that? Sean Henry can ring the bell. Come on, let's do it. 1,310 and we ring the bell again or any part of it. Maybe you can just give the 10. Maybe you can give 100. Maybe you can give the 1,200. Whatever it is, give us a call. 678-688-4549. You can actually take that 1,310 and divide it by 12 too and give it over a year's period of time and it counts. Come on, give us a call. Six Seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. We are also at one hundred and thirty-six thousand seven hundred and ninety dollars for the week, and that means that we are just about thirteen thousand dollars away mm-hmm. from meeting our goal for the for the three days. And the competition: we are still at eight for All Saints, twenty-one for Saint Bridget, nine for Saint Michael's. And fifteen for Christ the King. Come on, guys. We we want to pump up this this uh, fish fry competition as well. One point is for a single don't for a. One time donation, two points for a monthly, and three points for a founder if you want to vote in the, the competition about who has the best fish fry. So come on, let's do it. We got lots of things going on and we're running out of time. We're at 4, almost 420. We only are on the air till 7. Then we go back to regular programming. So we got to raise as much money possible as we can before we go back to regular programming. 678 688 4549. I'm talking with uh, Sean Henry. He's from saint peter chanel in roswell georgia and uh, a shout out to sean henry to our missionary brother Um, by your example you inspire us to live our catholic faith fully and joyfully and to be better friends husbands and fathers god bless you and your family but it doesn't say who from but uh, obviously some of your your Mm -hmm. brothers um your missionary brothers that's awesome. All right, so we'll find out about missionary. We're going to finish up the the conversion story and then we'll talk about missionary among many other things. So go ahead with your conversion story.
1: Yes, yeah, so after entering into the church, I um I started sitting in the pew like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was always from from the from the end of mass to my car it would take me about a minute. Yeah. Maybe even less. Yeah. And not until I have actually gone to a retreat that's called Christ Renew His Parish, mm-hmm. that I actually felt as a, as part of the family of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this retreat and it was a phenomenal retreat. I um, it's, it's renew your faith into the into the church because if you're just going into the motions, and you can't find yourself in the church, this retreat was one of those stepping stones. And I did that retreat, and now after the retreat, it. It takes me like an hour to leave the church because my wife had to pull me into me. Let's go because now I'm part of the church. It's almost like I'm a family now, so I'm enjoying being Catholic. And every every Sunday, it was it was always want to go to church every Sunday. I I I, I don't know if I've missed Mass ever since that time. Yeah. Um. So I'm always making sure I'm at Mass, and everybody knows me at church, so they always want to speak with me. So it's kind of it's kind of, it was kind of nice to do that retreat to revitalize my faith to help me want to do more. Yes. And after I received that faith renewal, now I want to help people. So I'm doing missions. And I'm doing um, local missions where I'm sleeping at the, um, the, the homeless shelter downtown mm-hmm. with, um, with our brother knights and our men's club that we do once a year. Uh, and then when, it, when I'm not doing that, I'm doing um, missions, uh, overseas mission. I'm and also just doing missions locally right here at, um, in Roswell at Nursing Home. Mm-hmm. So my faith is just driving me in different direction to help people. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I've, I've never, never sitting quietly. My, yeah. So one of the things I always try to do, because um, most of the time people say they, you need to start doing the missions at home. Yeah. And, and sometimes I fail at, being a mission, doing a mission at home. And I uh, I find myself doing it much better on, on mission trips. And I said to myself, I need to be able to do all these mission on my home first and I can become a better mission, a unifier at my house. And then I can be a better missionary. So I'm always trying to, um, to grow spiritually by, um, by leading by example, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I love that, and mm-hmm. and it is true. It's harder to do it at home. It's mm-hmm. absolutely harder. Yeah. You know, I I have eight kids. Been married almost thirty eight years. Mm-hmm. It is harder. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely harder to do it at home. Um, my husband, when we would pray the rosary with our kids when they were little, mm-hmm. his his prayer intention was always that that he will be a better father uh, tomorrow than he was today. A better husband and father, a better husband and father tomorrow than I was today. Yeah. And so it's always a constant growth, mm-hmm. isn't it? In in all of our lives, we have to be constantly trying to grow closer to mm-hmm. God because we're never going to get it right. this side of heaven. You know, right. there's always room for growth. Always, always, always. Yeah. I was told that I should ask you about uh, your early childhood living conditions, So mm-hmm. I'm going to give out the number again, and then if you'll mm-hmm. share that. And then I want to move into the missions because I'm really excited about about um, tackling each of those things that that you do, mm-hmm. um, but uh, number to call six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. And always, if I ask you something you don't want to answer, just say I don't want to answer. <laughs> so you know, if you don't want to talk about your early childhood, that's fine too.
1: I'm happy to do so. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. So okay, so in in my country. It's a it's a commonwealth, small little commonwealth islands, 108 square miles, um, um, beautiful beaches, but from the outside looking in, that's all you'll see: beautiful beaches, nice hotel. But on the outside of that, there's the living conditions are are a little different mm. from living in a hotel or visiting as a tourist. However, so at the age 13, my mom left Antigua to Boston on a work visa, mm. where she'll be a living maid she did that for seven years Mm -hmm. and for seven years I did not not see my mother and i didn't grow up with a father my father left my mom when i was nine months old and Mm -hmm. so um so i've never i've never had the fatherly love around me so Mm -hmm. and after that after my mom left i was 13 years old at the time i was supposed to to be living with an aunt that 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 her sister on the island there. But when my mom left, I realized that I really didn't have to do that. So I decided to stay back in the small little village of my brothers and not go with my aunt where I was supposed to stay. However, as, at age 13, as soon as my mom left, I also left school. Mm. I um, did not finish school at age 13 I left. Then for the next seven, eight, seven years, I was... um. Running around the village, and do nothing, and then eventually end up on the beach as a beach guard, working as a beach guard on the beach where you clean the beach, mm. working for a hotel. And then at the time, I couldn't swim either. Most people in the really? islands don't swim. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, huh. so I um, I was working a beach guard, and then after closing of the beach down and the night's over, you go to the water sports, and then you, the water sports shop, and then you hang out. Mm-hmm. And then when that's over with, you're not hanging out anymore. Then you go to the dive shop. The dive shop is always open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, I eventually start working at the dive shop, and I, I um, start working on the dive boat, scuba diving every day, and that become part of my 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 life now. I'm on the beach every day, scuba diving, and working. And then my my mom was still in the states. I haven't heard from her. I've seen her in all this time, mm-hmm. so. Uh, when my mom finally came back, it was nineteen ninety two, and she was, she was gonna come back to take me, my brother, and another sister, which are all were um, which was like under eighteen years old, that she was able to take with her as minors, and that's how I end up here in the states with my mom. Um, but before then, we lived and worked on the island there, and then um. And before then, before um, my, let me go back for a second here. During the time I was going to school, we were always cutting school because there was one guy always, one boy always wanted to beat me up. Mm-hmm. And then one day he said at three o'clock, he's going to beat me up. So I said, okay, I'm not going back to school anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, so that's the time I remember leaving school altogether because I was afraid of a fight. I've never fought in school because I was a little wimp, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> Yeah. And then let me bring it to another story that um when we, all the, when I was before I was 13 when 12 11 or so I we were all cutting cutting school. So I remember going up on a hill in a pasture and there was um a huge tank maybe about 12 by 10 tank and inside this tank would have this in this I'll describe it for you. So it'll have a metal inside like a sharp metal inside there. So in in the center so on both sides we usually dive in because it's filled with water. We jump in, and none, all of something wrong could have happened to anybody. Never happened because when the the water was empty, at one time we went out there for swimming, and the water was empty, the tank was empty. We noticed that there was a metal that one of us could have hit our head on, and could have drowned in there, and it never happened. So, I I think God was just watching over us mm-hmm. whether we were. Whether we know it or not, God was just watching over us the whole time we were doing all this mischief stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then um, back up to where I'm at. When my mom came back to Antigua, she was coming to Antigua to get the three of us, the youngest three of all the six kids of the seven children. So, um, so we um, went to the embassy there in Barbados, and then we stayed there for three weeks, where um, the uh, the embassy, they were doing all these tests to make sure that we didn't have any disease or anything that could be transmitted back up to the States. And once everything cleared, we were able to leave Antigua and come to the States. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was a, when I, and then we moved to Boston, we landed in Boston. It was a cold February, February 27, 1992. That's uh-huh. my, if you, uh, you realize, uh, last 27th February, we celebrated our 27th year. Ah. of being in the Congratulations.
0: states. Congratulations, That's yeah, awesome. So. Yeah. So what did you do for education when you came to the states? Did you did you go back and get a degree or, or? Well,
1: I I did eventually. I promised my oldest daughter when she go to high school I would do the same thing. Nice. Yeah, she's now in college, a second year in college, but so in 2013 she went to um, to high school and not not her. But when she went to high school and I also went and get my GED uh-huh. at, at the same time. Yeah, but um, of course it's a general education, so a little faster than high school. So I always joke with my children before they graduate. I'm actually smarter than them because I already have a high school diploma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just and then they're always making it fun. Well, I'm going to get mine soon. Yeah. So um, so so 2013, I did that, and all my all the my friends celebrated with me after the completion of that. So that was exciting too. That is exciting.
0: Yes. Very mm-hmm. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have mm-hmm. an update. Actually, I'm not, uh, let's see. We we still have just that one donation, so we'd love to get the phone lines ringing. We are at $48,690. That means we just need 1310 to get up to the $50,000 mark. Come on, we ring the bell at 50000 We just need 1310 That's it, just $1,310, 678-688-4549. Come on give us a call. Um you know everything we have comes from God. Can we give just a little bit back to God by calling and letting the Holy Spirit work through these airwaves? The number to call 678688 4549. We are talking with Sean Henry. He's from St. Peter Chanel in Roswell, Georgia. And uh, we've been talking about a lot of things about uh, what brought him to the United States, about what his life was like, about his conversion to Catholicism. Um, you know, so we've, we've had uh, your missionary brothers that called in and uh, mm-hmm. called in on, on your behalf. So, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the missionary work that you do. You said you, you do the, the going out to, to missions. Mm-hmm. Um, you also do homeless shelters and nursing homes. Where should we start? M- missions. Missions. Yes. Let's do it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I was sitting in a pew at Mass. Um, it's 11 years ago. Okay. And I sitting in the pew at Mass. Having, my wife having known my story, the priest came. This father Remkinson he came and he was describing the the work that he does in Jamaica and how he got it started. And he also was describing the conditions in one place in Nicaragua where um the this is called Christ in the Christ in the Garbage Ministry, mm-hmm. where the children wouldn't take um, dirt and chicken fat. And this is a story he's telling us. And Make the dirt and chicken chicken fat together, and they'll make cookies out of of that, and that's what they would eat. Mm -hmm. So that kind of spoke to me when he was talking. That my wife gave me a note, just said you should start doing that mission. That sounds like something you would love to do. So I said okay. I take um, I I um also I signed up for the mission, um right away, and then couldn't find I couldn't find the people that was in charge of the mission because uh, and then it was in a panic and a rush to find out who did the mission cuz the mission was going and I was not on it. So I, and one day I decided to go ask for um, for the for for the, for the the front desk who does the mission and they told me who the person was and I contacted them and I was on that mission and I met um one of my best friend now which is Oscar Tanaka. He's my best friend and we've been doing the mission for the past Ten years, and this year is our eleventh year. We're actually not going together this time. He's going on an earlier, on a later mission. I'm going on an earlier mission yeah. to Jamaica along with my daughter uh-huh. yeah, for the second time. Nice. So, and then that's that, and that's the mission is actually mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And then um, now I also, and then right now we also do mission of the poor, which we do in Haiti. So, and that's once a year also. And then this past November we were doing that one, so it was uh, it was excited to go on the mission for a bunch of new people. And it's like I like taking these these mission trips, and I also like to take new people on these trips because it's it's so rewarding to see other people caring and sharing and giving what they um giving back or giving to people that they don't know, especially people that don't know. That I mean, that's the hardest part is to help somebody you don't know or to um, embrace them. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat>
0: so um we're at forty eight six ninety mm-hmm. six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine so what you know often whenever we give like what you were giving for the mission trip we're giving of ourselves um and You know, people say, oh, that's wonderful. And it is. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. But it seems like when we give of ourselves like that, we get back so much more. So can you maybe talk about that a little bit?
1: Yes. So almost like every mission, there's always a roadblock. Your mission is ready to go and there's a roadblock. Something happened in your business, you can't go. Yeah. Something happened with your family, you can't go. It's always this roadblock. and that um, Almost like the devil is putting all these roadblocks and saying, you can't do this. You can't do this. And then... And because of because of your giving, God just open up. Like for instance, when we go on this mission trip, we, recruiting is pretty hard. And sometimes easy, sometimes hard. But when it's hard, you always want to cancel. And you said no, just let it go. The mission is going regardless of the numbers. Yeah. And then when you when you when a week or two or three weeks before that, you'll see a, a swarm of people coming who wants to go on this mission. Yeah. You know, because things to open up because uh, you've been praying that things open up for people to make it. So so if you allow yourself to go on these um mission, things will things will um, work them work themselves out. You know? So.
0: Yeah, excellent. <laughs> All right, so um then I guess the homeless shelters um number to call 678 688 4549 678 688 four nine um we have had one call that i'm aware of and that was for a hundred dollars so we're at forty forty oh, i gotta put on my glasses forty eight six ninety so we are just one thousand three hundred and ten dollars away from being at fifty thousand where we ring the bell still looking for that hero looking for that big hero that's going to call in and let sean henry ring the bell Right now, that amount for that hero is only $1,310. But you got to do it quick because we only have him for about 20 more minutes. Come on. Can somebody give us a call? $1,310 or any portion of that or call in as a founder. That would put us over the top and we would ring it twice. Come on. Give us a call. 678 688 Four, nine there's got to be somebody out there that wants to be the hero that lets him ring the bell um, and uh, really supports Catholic radio that's really what it's all about right. we have fun we that's we right. tease we talk about ringing the bell it's really just a celebration and a little little bit of fun that's all we're trying to do the main objective is to raise the necessary funds for Catholic radio you know we're talking about missions it was st. Therese who said some people give to the missions by going and some people go to the missions by giving, mm-hmm. and the mission of Catholic radio is to save souls. Mm-hmm. so when we give to Catholic radio, we are giving to the mission of saving souls and you know we had the the one person this week uh, who called in and said they'd been listening to the quest, and they were entering the Catholic Church because of what they wow. they That's heard. Awesome. We hear all the time about people coming back to confession after many, many years, quitting contraception um You know, being open to life for the first time, certainly, uh, you know, sometimes smaller things like they're just more Mm -hmm. kind or more knowledgeable about their faith. I say small, but those are still important things. Um, And, you know, we really can't put a dollar amount on any Mm -hmm. of those things. There's, There's no way that we can give enough. To say thank you for this soul that was lost and is now back, right. you know they're, they're, yeah, we yeah. can't give enough money for that, mm-hmm. but we can give whatever the Holy Spirit is asking mm-hmm. us to give, and that's what we're asking you to do right now is to pick up the phone and give us a call six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine Whatever amount that you can give, whatever you can give, that's what we want. Uh, it was uh, Father Kimberly during a pledge drive once who told me it's equal sacrifice, not equal gift. And, and yeah. you know, that's so yeah. true. Because, you know, my $50 um, compared to, um, you know, I don't know, what we have, uh, Lynn Wood, the, mm-hmm. the attorney, gave right. us $5,000. Nice. You know, he just sat down in the chair, gave us $5,000. Mm-hmm. we have had donors that gave $10,000 mm-hmm. matching pledges. Whatever it is, whatever you can give, please just pick up the phone and give us a call, 678-688-4549. Carol got it all rolling. She got Quest going. Um, We've had many people who have said, Thank you. We waited for Catholic Radio for so long in Atlanta and thank you for getting it started. But now she needs your help. You know, we got to keep the bills paid. We got it going. It's up and running. You get to hear what what you have and uh, now it's just do you still want it? Do you want to keep it around? Do you want to to help with the mission of saving souls through Catholic Radio? And if you do, then the number to call 678-688 four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. We're talking with Sean Henry. He's from Saint Peter Chanel in Roswell, Georgia. And I've uh, been talking about so many incredible things. Let's talk about um the homeless shelters that you go to. Is that all right that we move to that next? I've, I've heard about it a couple times this week uh, from other yeah. people. And uh, it's an amazing thing that, that you do. So let's talk sure. about that.
1: Yeah. So um, quick quick note here. So um, these mission trips that we go on, I've always tell people, I don't wish the trip on anybody, mm. but I still want you to go. Uh. Because number one, when you go, your life is going to change. Yeah. Um, maybe not the first day or the second day. Once you get in there and start doing the work, you'll get comfortable, and then it'll, something will change you. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. So um, and then on the um the homeless shelter downtown, um, Saint Francis table uh, so do in the uh, winter months. During the winter months, uh, the, the oh, Saint Peter Chanel will go down to the um, the shrine there, and then they'll get the number of nights. The men's club and the nights will go down there, and they'll get the number of nights that they would like to serve. The homeless man that comes into the shelter in the winter months. And then they'll bring those number of nights back to the church and then they'll get volunteers to go down. And I'll do that also. And um, we, we do it annually with a couple of the guys. We usually take six of us, go down there. And then um, we'll, we'll go down there, we serve dinner to the men, we eat the same food they eat, we sleep where they sleep. And we serve them to the night and then do, and then once we serve them the night they are bed down they take a shower they bed down by eight o'clock because uh but because, uh, because they' already been assigned to the spot the the shelters are very 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 well run so every homeless people knows that, and they want to get into that one shelter mm-hmm. so and then so we have to when they let them in, they have to make sure because some of the times these men can actually go back in society and 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 um, become successful part of society again if they choose to because that's the goal of the homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we can't ask them why they are homeless, but if they're more than welcome to share all that stuff with us if they want to. But our goal is to go down there and help them mm-hmm. if if they want to be helped. And then uh, your kids will come down there and help serve dinner, and then the kids will go back home, and then you'll leave in the morning afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturdays, like every Saturday, they also serve the um, the mass of homeless people that's in mm-hmm. in the city of Atlanta, which they said sometimes like ten thousand of them in the city, and they um, open up the St. Francis table again, serve them the men and women that are homeless on the street down there, and and they give them also give them a um, a, a care package, in other words, a hygiene kit on the way out and lunch, because. Mm-hmm. Um, Believe it or not, some some homeless people are not always not working. Some of them do work; they just don't have a place to live. Mm-hmm. And then, and then maybe by coming there, they get something hot, warm to eat, and then they can go off to their job. But our goal is, like I said, is always to see if, if they can actually come back into the um, into the workforce and and be productive part of society again. And, and that's why we serve people because we always know there's always hope to help people. To revitalize themselves and to um, to be productive part of society. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: and, and so, have mm. you? You know, I always like uh, the 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 silver lining in all mm. of it. I always like to hear the success stories. Mm. Have you seen anyone who has um, been positively affected by your service and the service of others in the homeless shelters? So, I'll let you think about that while I give yeah. out the phone number six seven eight. 688 4549 678-688-4549. Again, we are talking with Sean Henry. He's from St. Peter's Chanel in Roswell, Georgia, and uh, we are grateful that he is here. We are absolutely 100% grateful. What a great message he has to share with each one of us about, um, just really seeing the face of Christ in in everyone, whether that's uh, at the homeless shelter or at the missions or you said in your own home, starting in your own home. And that's really where where it all begins. And I was telling somebody yesterday, I think it was, that that there was a time when I had a child that was being really difficult. I mean, big time difficult. And uh, I would just get down on my knees in the morning and I would say, Lord, just help me see your face in him today. Just help me to see your face in him today, and uh, you know, I think it. I think it worked, you know. And mm. it, it just, uh, but it was a tough time, and and I do think that that sometimes in family, because you know, it, it's personal. It's a personal thing, you know. It really is, and so I think it's harder for us to to maybe mm. um, minister in our own families right. sometimes.
1: Right. So I um can't say for sure I have impacted people, but I have experienced people that have moved from being homeless back into s- the productive part of society. I'll give you an example, two cases. I was in Haiti um, a couple of years ago, and then I was walking in the streets of Haiti, and then one boy, Richard, Sean, 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 and, and then he walked up to me, and I, he said, you remember me from the year before, a few years back, uh-huh. when he was in the shelter, uh-huh. in the Missionary of the Poor. Uh-huh. So this young man had came into the Missionary of the Poor when was a young boy, and now back out of the mission. Now that our productive part of society, yeah. uh, he have gone to school the whole time. He was in the mission, and and he graduated high school, and now is working. Yeah. So that was one example I noticed. And then this past November in Haiti, I saw one 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 man. He was he was the carpenter maintenance on on the mission on in the compound, and then said his name is Victor. And he was the maintenance guy. He was part of the homeless that they they were they were um, sheltering while he was a boy. And now he had grown up, and now he had learned the brothers. there have taught him a trade, mm-hmm. and now he's the maintenance and carpenter on yes. the island. There. So I I was talking to him, and he speaks English because what's one thing that brothers do when you come into the mission? You, they have to learn English because mm-hmm. the brothers think that's how you're gonna get. you're going to grow successfully into into become something yes so um he was he was there and we talked forever and i and i said i'm i'm excited that you're doing this and i hope you i hope you keep doing what you're doing the brothers have put a lot of resource into you and now you're giving them what you've learned back in your in your skill that you've learned yeah yeah so that was Ah. awesome that is
0: awesome. Yeah. That is so yeah. awesome. And how about at the homeless shelter? Do You see anything there? It's probably a little bit harder, maybe. Yes,
1: it's a little harder homeless shelter because when we're um when we're at the homeless shelter, we're so focused on, on on security and getting them fed and getting them clean and getting them to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So um there was one guy there that was coming into the homeless shelter during the winter months, and he worked. He was a maintenance. He was a landscaper, so he had to take a few bus to a few bus, a train to get to where he's working. So I was talking to him and he said, he's saving enough money to get a car. And hopefully mm. by the end of the year, he will be able to get a car. And this is by just talking to him. So I'm not sure if what I've inspired him to do anything to, uh, with his life or not. But that was one, that was one person I ran into that it was actually on a path to become, to, to get back into, um, to become productive part of society. So,
0: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that that's, you know, I, this this is coming to me so I'm just going to I'm just going to put it out there but you know we were we were driving in you know Kansas City is where I come come in from to do the pledge drives and um we were driving and there was snow on the ground and we go by a bus stop and there's somebody there with canvas shoes, no gloves, you know um you know obviously not warm for the weather that that Mm -hmm. we were in. And I I, I still have, believe it or not, I still have a 15-year-old son. You know, I've got kids from 36 down to 15. (laughs) And uh, so I still have a 15-year-old son. He was with me, and I said... Gosh, Mark, look how blessed we are! You know, look how blessed we are. We're in a warm car. You know, it's zero degrees outside. We're in a warm car, not staying at a bus stop. We've got gloves. We got boots. You know, look how blessed we are. And uh, he looked at me and he said, "Yeah, Mom, but did you see the cell phone she was holding?" And you know, sometimes they 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 don't make the the, and I don't make the right decisions either. But I wasn't sure exactly how to answer him. Because, you know, you're right. Sometimes they, they don't always make that plan right. of get my car so that I can work, so that I can, right. you know, make money so that I can get out of the homeless shelter. And right. so how do how do you do you do anything at the homeless shelter to help them with the good decisions?
1: So the um, homeless shelter have this program. Mm-hmm. And the program is is, is uh, winter months where they have a lot of people that actually do have homeless people have jobs but just can't afford enough money to build up to get into an apartment. So what they do is house them and then, like Jose, take for instance, Jose, Jose feed the hungry there on, um Thanksgiving and Christmas time. So, uh, they will, they will open up a turn of field, We used to do that turn of field. All the homeless come in at this time of the year, of the mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and they get able to use the showers and the bath and then they, sh- they sh- give them shave and stuff like that and they there's always opportunity for them to get housing. This is this is the program, get housing and to to get off the streets and to start becoming productive, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're able to move people into that direction. People do that. Some of the people, of course, they're mentally ill, so they sometimes they can't help a lot of people. Uh, I'll give you an example. So my, my, my friend was taking his kids down because there's something called um um Seven Bridges where the people live under the bridges and then you go visit those people, mm-hmm. the minister to them. So, my friend was taking his two sons. They were arguing Christmas day, Christmas the day before Christmas, and they were going down after Christmas to the homeless to the um, seven bridges. They were arguing the whole time on the way down the nerve gun they didn 't get, the two boys, and then, when they get to the area where they're going to meet up to start going to serve the people, the, the, and they, they give them their um, the, um, the hygiene kit and the lunch bag so they can start go out to underneath the bridge and before they give the the goodie the goodie bag or the hygiene kit or the sandwich bag to the homeless guy they have to pray mm-hmm. so one of the boys walk up to one of the men and ask the man hey how are you today and the guy said i'm great and then they said how are you great when you're living on the street mm-hmm. the guy said well we just yesterday at Turner Field we went over there took a bath they shaved us and they give us they give us um, these um, lunch bag and the hygiene. do you know what I mean? So that's what the guy was telling the young man, and mm-hmm. the young man went, just said, "You don't have anything. How could you be happy?" right? Mm-hmm. But the, and then he told the young man what, what had happened to him yesterday. The, 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 you got his dinner, you got a shave, you got a shower, and so he's happy about that. Mm-hmm. So on the way back home, my friend, Tucson didn't talk to talk one word.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: was, there was, there was moved by the yes. experience so. Yeah. So there, there's opportunity for the homeless people to move from being homeless to, um, to productive part of society. Because there's opportunity for them to do that um, each year. um I say feed the, feed the Hungry does that. Yeah. Yeah, so. Excellent. Okay,
0: well, we only have about five minutes left. So I'm going to give out the number again. We are still trying to get up to $50,000 to ring the bell. Come on, we can do it. We just need a 1000 Three hundred and ten dollars. A thousand three hundred and ten dollars is all we need, and we ring the bell. Six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. Come on, let's let's let Sean ring the bell. We really want to do this in celebration. Most importantly, we want to give the Catholic Radio the necessary funds uh, to stay on the air and to stay strong in Atlanta. So give us a call. You can also still vote for your favorite fish fry. If you want to give us a call, they'll tell you how to vote for the Knights of Columbus Council that has the best fish fry. 678-688-4549. Talking with Sean Henry. We haven't talked about nursing homes. So what about uh, the, the Ministry to Nursing
1: Homes? Okay. So the nursing home is in Roswell on Green Street. Mm-hmm. So every once a month, they play bingo there every Saturday. So once a month, we will go with a bunch of us with our kids. Yeah. If they're not doing something at the time. So we'll go over there and we play bingo. Yeah. And those people love bingo. I mean, they look forward to that bingo every week. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you give them quarters and that's the highlight. Yeah. If anybody bingo, they get a quarter. And if you don't have a quarter, you're in trouble. Nice. So, um, a lot of the nursing home over there. A lot of times, it's not the same as the luxurious nursing home down the street where you get family visiting, family members, and they're taking them out for dinner and stuff like that. These the nursing home in Green Street. People don't go in there, and take their family out. They're just there, and sometimes you don't see family member forever. Mm-hmm. So when we are there, it's the the people. Their face just glow because people are visiting them. Yeah, and so um. So we've been always trying, and there are a lot of Catholics that are there too, and they don't get anybody visiting. them. So we have asked our priests if we can take communion there. So they've recently, Sam, St. Thomas Aquinas you recently um, gave that homeless shelter as part of St. Pichinel Parish. And now we're now able to take communion to them, the people that want communion. But anyway, so we meet a lot of different people there that, um, that they want to tell you their story, tell you how they got there and so they're just there so no visitors so we visit them and it's amazing um, how when they're, they're accepted like one of their own family yeah. you know so that's all the fa- that's all the family comes in if it's us coming in visiting them on yeah. the once a month yeah so
0: yeah okay so if somebody here is listening and their heart is is uh being touched um to <clears throat> either do missions to do homeless shelters to do nursing homes what should they do next
1: the me, yeah. Oh, what
0: what should they do? How could how could they do what you're doing?
1: Well, you got to perfectly consider what God is calling you to do. Um, if if just um, I just I I I was I was brought in, into this place where I am now because of one talk that I've at my parish that the priest talked about, and he talked about the uh, making of the uh, the cookies with the chicken fat. And the dirt Um, I myself at one time Which I didn't say um, I myself at one time Had been part of this Growing up I um, didn't make the chicken fat With the dump But we're we're always going We went to the dump At one time in our lives To get food Mm. And then we will go to a place Where the um, the airport Throw away all the food Off the plane Into a dumpster And that's where we'll go Mm-hmm. And we will dig through the, mm-hmm. the garbage like this. So when the priest came to our church and was talking about this, I it was close to my heart, and that's why my wife gave me the knowledge and said you should do that because mm-hmm. that's part of you, and that's how I um end up on the mission because uh, mm-hmm. it was something was speaking to me through what I've experienced.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the mission <clears throat> trips that you do are through Mustard Seed communities Mm -hmm. so they could just google mustard seed communities and see when the next one's coming Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. the nursing home that you go to again
1: so we it's um roswell nursing home is off green street downtown roswell Mm -hmm. and then we also do missionary of the poor we do once a year annually Mm -hmm. and that's to haiti Mm -hmm. it's a little rough right now in haiti so i'm not sure if we'll be able to go Mm -hmm. to haiti but missionary of the poor is also in jamaica Mm-hmm. So
0: so they can Google mm-hmm. missionary of the poor and yes. find out the information for that one as yes. well. Mm-hmm. How would they meet up with a, a group at the nursing home to do nursing home ministry?
1: Well, you don't have to meet up with a group. You can go just, you just whenever go you want. Own. Because gotcha. the people there are just hungry for somebody to visit them. Yeah. Cause they just sit there all day long. Sometimes you walk, you drive down the street, they, they see they're pushing their cart, They're their wheelchair out, and nobody's pushing them. Yeah. And then and yeah, so... Yeah. they're just there you can just stop by whenever you feel like doing that okay know,
0: so. excellent lots and lots and lots mm-hmm. of inspiration mm-hmm. thank you thank you for sharing um so so personally with mm-hmm. us and and really sharing from your heart and uh, thank you for all of the the great things that you're doing so we only have one minute can mm-hmm. you kind of give us oh i got a shout out to you here um and then if you would give us like uh, last thoughts and a prayer All right, so the shout-out is um, from Kyle. Always remember the mission trip to Jamaica with you seven years ago and the lucky chicken foot. Ah, what's the lucky (laughs) chicken foot? We got to hear that. (laughs) Lucky chicken foot.
1: Well, I don't don't remember. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the chicken foot that somebody was killing a chicken, live chicken, and we found a chicken foot and we were putting it on people's shoulder.
0: Oh, oh, my. Oh, my. I think I, that would have creeped me out. How about you? Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I would have considered that. Lucky or not. Yeah. Okay, so final prayer.
1: All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, we want to thank you for this opportunity that you give us to raise the fund for um, Catholic Radio. Continue to let us grow in love and holiness. Come to our hearts, help us to, to live your word and next share it with one another, especially people we don't know. We ask this through Christ, O oh Lord.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> wow. Okay, so <clears throat>
0: 678 six, eight, eight, four, four, We are going to take a short break, and then we are going to be back with uh, Focus Missionaries from Georgia Tech Catholic <clears> throat> Center. Throat> and uh, So stay tuned, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break.